In the name of Jesus, amen. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Dear saints, we have a great word in the English language, a word that is so powerful and clear and eloquent and accurate that it expresses apathy, indifference, boredom, and severe disinterest into one syllable. And the word is meh. It's the word used by people who are completely apathetic to something. Or if you're apathetic to something, you don't really care about the situation at hand. You don't have a strong feeling one way or the other. You're not really concerned about the outcome either way. So put it concretely into action. Here's a perfect example of what that word means. When you go to a restaurant and the food is meh, right? It, it doesn't mean you hate it. It doesn't mean you love it. All it means is that you won't go out of your way to go eat it again unless someone else asks you and they drive you there and then they decide to pay for your food. Uh, you'll eat it because you're there and it's free or you're just, it's in front of you, but you're not really making an effort to go back. You won't give any glowing reviews or recommend it to anyone if they ask. You won't go out of your way to post it on social media uh, saying that it's the worst meal you've ever eaten in your life. You simply show up, and then when you show up, you part ways, and when you leave, you leave, and it's out of your mind. You never give it a thought, it's just there. So oftentimes we associate this sort of indifference with impartiality. We think that if you can't be an enemy, we think you can't be an enemy if you don't really have strong feelings one way or the other. You're just kind of in this neutral middle ground. And the truth is this sort of thinking has stained our minds to think that it's okay when people do this to Christ and his church. Or that there is such a thing. There is such a middle ground. So how many people do you know who say things like this and behave in this way? Saying, you know, I don't, I don't like hate Jesus. I believe in God and all of that. But I'm not this huge churchgoer and stuff. And I don't read the Bible every day. I, I'll hear a sermon here and there. But I don't go to church every Sunday. And that's okay. Or how many do you hear say things like, look, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I know a ton of people who go to church and that's good for them. Some like to go every Sunday. They even go extra services during the week, which we have here at Zion. Uh, but I don't, and that's totally fine. So whatever floats your boat to each his own, right? So you see this indifference when you invite someone to church and then they didn't hate it. And they didn't love it. It's just another day. When you ask them how the service was, they're like, mm, all right, it was okay. They say it was good, not to hurt your feelings, but then they just don't really want to show up again. And that problem is that we associate this sort of apathy, this indifference, this not really caring towards God's word with being neutral with God. And we think that, well, at least they didn't hate it. So that's a start. Or at least they didn't call me a bigot or hateful. So that's something. But they had no strong reaction to the word. And so we think they're well on their way to becoming a Christian. Or at least they won't incur the same wrath of God upon their heads as an unbelieving scoffer. Someone who persecutes the church. But this is precisely the problem. This is what we hear in his word today. That apathy towards God's word is sin. And the gospel lesson for today, which you heard, Jesus says, 
Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. In other words, there's no neutral state. There's no gray area between God and the devil. There's no middle ground between light and darkness, good and evil, Christ and the devil. You can't say, I don't want anything to do with the devil and evil. That's crazy talk. I hate that stuff. But I don't really need to go to church and do all this sort of Jesus stuff. It's not how it works. Whoever isn't with Jesus is against him. And this is the basic dichotomy, the difference between the world and the church, between God's people and the people of the world. The essential division between the two is that either you belong to Christ completely or you belong to the devil completely. There's no in-between. There's no neutral. The reason is because to be in the power of the devil is precisely this. To not know and love Jesus and to not keep his word. So when the devil convinces people of his lies, even though the means are not the same, the goal is the same. So he uses different means and avenues and ways to get to the same place. So what I mean by that is this. Whether the the devil leads people to become violent scoffers of the word or just being indifferent or uninterested in the word, he accomplished the same goal, right? The the, the goal is, is the same, to not really believe in the word of God. So on the one hand, the devil leads some to not believe the word of God with all of their might. They use every fiber in their being to to sneer, to scoff, and to ridicule the word of God and those who believe it. And we can say, yes, this is one one group of people. And you can see and you can smell that they're unbelievers from miles away. Meanwhile, the devil leads some to not give it that much thought, to not be that invested in it. So he leads some to not really care at all. For them, if the Bible were to disappear tomorrow and turn to dust, nothing would change. Life would be the same. If the church were to burn to ashes overnight, they'd shrug their shoulders and say, well, that's life, and then move on. No matter how the devil leads someone to disregard God's word, whether through anger or apathy, the end is the same, that he turns them against Christ, that they don't really see their need for him. This is so dangerous because it seems so harmless. It seems so safe and neutral. And it's not. And that's the devil's lie. The devil's lie is precisely that your sins aren't really that big of a deal. And that you don't really need everything Jesus did to take them away. You don't need all baptism and all of the word and all of the Lord's Supper. You just, it's just a thing. The reason people aren't impressed with Jesus is because they don't really believe the severity of their own sin. The devil doesn't care how you believe it or how you don't believe in Jesus, just as long as you don't. So if you become some sort of militant atheist, he's happy with you, knock yourself out. And if you just have other things to worry about, other things to do, things that are just a little more important, things that are just uh, captivating your attention a little more than the word of God, then that's totally fine as well. The devil's fine with that. It's true that there's so many out of the church that have already been afflicted with apathy towards God's word. But just because you're a Christian and physically in the church, don't think that the devil won't try to get you out of it. 
don't think he won't attack you the same way. If the devil can't take your body out of the church, he's going to try to take your soul out of it. And he does it in the most clever and subtle way possible. You might be here physically, but having your mind somewhere else. And then it's not as, then at that point, then what's the point in even being here to begin with? You hear these words, but you don't really listen or keep them. You know what's being said, but you don't take it to heart. You sit in an assigned seat with no real interest on what's being said today or tomorrow. It doesn't make any different what season we're in or whatever happens. It's simply a habit. It's just another day. And the truth is, you're God's child. And because you are, the devil will attack you with this even more. So don't believe the false and unbiblical teaching that once you're saved, you're always saved. This teaching in and of itself leads you to indifference and apathy, to just going through the motions. Rather, see that now that you're baptized into Christ's holy name, now that you've heard his word of salvation, now that you've received the very body and blood of Christ, the devil will attack you with seven times more vengeance than he did before. The devil sends his demons to tempt you to pride, to greed, to lust, to envy, to gluttony, to wrath, and to sloth. And that's the ace up his sleeve, is sloth. That is laziness and boredom. He leads you to become apathetic towards God's word. He leads you to think, look, I've been in church my entire life. I'm fine. A Sunday here and a Sunday there, what's the big deal? So what if I don't go and study the Bible? What if I miss a few months? I got enough Sundays behind me, I'm okay. And once you think this, the devil has started to lead you down the road of impassivity and unbelief. We're so easily enticed to indifference. And we think that indifference falls on the side of loving Christ well, at least not hating him, but that's not true. Apathy isn't neutral. And this is why Christ says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. See, the Greek word here for keep is philoso, right? It means guard or protect. It's a term used for war. It's what soldiers do. In other words, Jesus is saying, blessed are those who hear the word of God and fight off anyone who would try to take it away. That is, blessed are those who hear the word of God and hold on to it with all of their might and push away anything that would try to pry it from their hands. So as a Christian, you're not called to simply be passive in hearing the word. You're called to fight to keep that word. Of course, a time is coming when you will no longer have to fight, when the battle against sin will be over, and when you'll rest completely from all of your labors in the resurrection. But Lord, haste that day. But the truth is, now is not that time. Now we fight. Now we fight against our sin. We fight against inattentiveness and indifference and apathy. We fight to be Christians, and we fight to remain Christians until we die by clinging to that word. We don't just stand around mindlessly taking up space. Christ calls you to actively hear it, to meditate upon it, to pay attention to it, to keep it, to cling to it with faith, even while the devil tries to pry it from your hands. So while you fight, remember that the devil is strong. And don't ever underestimate his temptations and attacks. 
Yet no matter how strong the devil is, Christ is stronger. He is the stronger one who bound the devil up when he was bound to the cross. While the devil fights you with his hands and feet, know that his head is still under Christ's heel. No matter how many times the devil has ripped you away from the word of God before, no matter how many times you're being ripped away even now, no matter where your mind is right now, pay attention and hear these words. That Christ, that he could not rip Christ away from shedding his blood for you. You've turned your eyes away from Christ a thousand times, but Christ has not once turned his face from you. Even while you were indifferent towards his word, Christ, through his bitter suffering and passion, forgave all of your sin. And he didn't do it reluctantly or begrudgingly or half-heartedly, saving you from your sin, but he gave his entire life, pouring out every ounce of blood in his veins to save you from your sin. He made those who were against him be with him by being on their side, by taking their place and covering you with a perfect righteousness. So dear saints, the word of God isn't something that you marvel at once and then you shove it in the back of your mind and then go your way. The word of God is what you need every single day. So pay attention to it and guard it and keep it. When the sin, death, and the devil and your guilt are at your back, pray, deliver us from evil every single day. And if you aren't praying that every day, then start today. If you're apathetic and indifferent to God's word, your children will be also. So fathers, teach your family. Husbands, teach your wives. Wives, teach your children. Keep God's word for yourself and for your children also. Keep that word in your ear and in theirs as well. No matter how you feel, even if you feel indifferent to the word of God, even if you feel that indifference right now, repent of such apathy and cling to God's word with all of your might, knowing that those who are not with him are against him. But keep God's word and do everything you can from practicing sin. Don't grow cold and callous or embrace sin and indifference. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Fight the good fight. Wage war against temptation. Struggle against sin. When sin clings to you all the more, then cling to Christ all the more. You have the most powerful word of God, the word that destroys the devil's kingdom. You have a victory that cannot fail. So hold on to it and believe it. And remember that those who keep the word of God are blessed with eternal life. So keep it now and forever. Sing and confess it with absolute confidence. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. Hear the words of this hymn. As true as God's own word is true, not earth nor hell's satanic crew against us shall prevail. There might a joke, a mere facade. God is with us and we with God. Our victory cannot fail. Amen, Lord Jesus, grant our prayer. Great Captain, now thine arm make bare. Fight for us once again. So all thy saints and martyrs raise a mighty chorus to thy praise. Forevermore, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.